This episode of Left of Field is partnered with Surf Paints, providing paint pens and everything else needed to paint and draw on your surfboard. It's Left of Field with Danny Kavanagh. And it's that time of the week when I am back in your ears with another episode of the Left of Field podcast. And today I'm chatting to Jordan Clark from the Geelong Cat. Now, this rising AFL player had to make the decision very early on if he was going to pursue AFL or give his promising cricket career a go. It's no surprise what he chose, and I think it was the right decision. We chat how he struggled with injuries over the last few years and breaking into Geelong's very impressive top 22. So, yeah, let's uh, get straight into it. Jordan, welcome to the Left of Field podcast. How are you going today? Good, thanks. Not too bad. I just knocked off some training and about to head down and have a little bit of a hit of cricket. So, having a good day. Yeah, so you're back in Perth in your hometown. What kind of training are you doing? At the moment, I'm just running, doing a lot of weight. Majority of my training at the moment is weight, trying to put some size on and all that sort of stuff, but also keep my running up as well. You barely finished the season and you're back into it. That's pretty impressive. Well, there's a lot I want to touch on there. You did mention cricket as well, but let's start from the beginning. Have you always been a sporty kid? Were you always big into cricket and into AFL? I was always a sporty kid, yeah. Obviously having dad who's always involved in sport and then I've got three brothers and a little sister who were all pretty competitive. So I sort of started out just playing footy and then eventually got into cricket and then it became footy and cricket for me. Obviously, it's pretty easy to juggle those two winter summer sports to start off with. When did you have to make the decision which one you wanted to take a little bit more seriously? It was about just around about three months out from the draft. So probably my last two months of school in year 12, I sort of decided that it was probably going to be footy to give me the first opportunity. And I felt quite comfortable with taking the footy option as I I sort of fell out of love for cricket for a little bit towards the end there and, yeah, I decided that I'd just take, play footy and it wasn't really ever going to be a big decision for me, I don't think, now looking back on it. You obviously had a pretty promising, though, cricketing career ahead of you. Um, what was it like getting a hat-trick for Australia? It's a weird one because I still, back then, I just go, oh, I, was, I was underage cricket, it's not that important and all that sort of stuff, but pretty special feeling because, I mean, not many people have, I've obviously done it, and one thing to take one for Australia and your country, but the other thing is to just take a hat trick. Like, it's not easy to do. And yeah, I suppose I was just in the right place at the right time and got pretty lucky on the day, and it all went my way. Your footy was probably picking up heading into your final years before the draft. Can you tell me, were you always a standout player? Did you always have a lot of speed and a lot of agility in junior football? Yeah, so back when I played footy, I mean, I always played the state program stuff, but I never stood out. I was probably, if I'm honest, probably the last pick in most of those sides up until probably the last two or three games of my under-18 state stint. And footy was, for me, I just enjoyed playing it and winning and having a bit of fun. And in my younger years, I was probably a bit lazy and just relied a lot on my natural ability to get it done for me. So probably not until I realised about halfway through my draft year that I could really make things go my way if I put my head down and 
knuckle down and that's what I did and I'm obviously still learning how to do that to the best of my ability as well. So you were drafted by Geelong pick 15 in the 2018 draft. Did you know, always know that you were going to head there or did you have a lot of interest from clubs? I never really knew where I was going to go. I sort of had a rough idea leading into the draft and that rough idea is obviously not where I am now. So I'm even then I didn't really have any clue and it was probably until draft night when Geelong rang me up as I'd landed in Melbourne for the draft and said that if I slid down to their pick, they'd definitely take me. So, yeah, I suppose that gave me a little bit of confidence. It sort of showed me about where I was going to go in the draft. And yeah, I suppose on the night, you're just happy to go anywhere. You just want your name to be called out. So that's probably how I felt on the night. I just didn't want to be left sitting in the room at the end of the night. Obviously, coming from WA, did you hope that you would maybe get drafted by a local team? Yeah, there's always that aspect being drafted. I mean... In my year, I knew that I was a Mad Eagles fan growing up and I knew that around about where I was going to get picked, the Eagles didn't have any picks within probably 10 to 15 picks of that area. So I knew that that wasn't an option for me. And then Freo sort of had two picks after Geelong, within two picks of when I got picked up. And I knew if I had got through that I probably would have gone to Freo. Kind of cool watching your family all be Mad Eagles supporters to the day you get picked up and then they just turn to Mad Geelong. So that's pretty cool. In your first year, you had an outstanding season, managing 18 games, and then you hurt your elbow. Tell me about, you know, what it was like playing your first AFL game. Yeah, it sort of, it all came around pretty quickly for me in my first year. I left, missed most of my pre-season through glandular fever. So I didn't do a lot of training, didn't do a lot of running. And I was just this little scrawny, kind of chubby 18-year-old kid. And Skin folds weren't great, needed to do a lot of work around my dietary sort of stuff. And yeah, then I, I trained for about maybe four or five weeks before the opening JLT game. And I was lucky enough, they played me in the JLT and it was in Perth. So I suppose that little bit of feeling that I get my first taste of AFL footy in front of all my friends and family and I thought that I better not embarrass myself probably played a big part in how I played that day. And yeah, for that year, the rest was history and played another JLT game and then got called up play against Collingwood in round one and probably a game I'll never forget. That's probably the biggest game I've played in other than the Hawthorne Easter Monday sort of game. And yeah, I'll never forget that day, just being able to have mum, dad, my brothers, sister, grandparents, my best mate come over. So yeah, I definitely always, I'm having a bad day, just go back to that day and think what happened that day and put you in a pretty good place. Do you get nervous playing in front of those large crowds, MCG, or are you able to block out all the noise and just focus on what your job is? Yeah, I like to think I'm a pretty cool customer when it comes to that stuff. I don't get too nervous. Oh, no, I just don't feel like there's any point in being nervous and making yourself feel uneasy about stuff. I mean, certainly at some point I get to the ground, and I'd say the most nervous part before the game for me is driving into the ground on the bus. And once I get off the bus and I'm into all my routine and kicking the footies and just easily distracted, I, I don't find that I get nervous. So, yeah, I suppose at some point, yeah, I'll get nervous. But I'm probably about two hours out before the game. I'm pretty relaxed and like to just chill. Don't like to be too upbeat. And I'd say, yeah, I'm just a chiller. How did you find fitting into an AFL club in a professional environment? You know, being the new kid on the block, you obviously get picked up for round one. Did you find that the transition coming over from WA was pretty easy at Geelong? There's elements of it that are easy and obviously the other side of it's not easy. I mean, you're leaving your family behind and moving over to a a full-time footy job where you don't know anyone outside of the footy club. And yeah, there's definitely nerve-wracking moments and then walking through the doors and 
you're rubbing shoulders with Gary Ablett, Paddy Dangerfield, Joel Selwood, um, Tom Stewart, these sorts of guys, and you're just going, why am I here? Like, these guys are so much better than me, so much bigger than me. And the important thing that I always used to remind myself, and I still remind myself now, is that they all started somewhere as well. So, and I dare say, well, I probably am right in saying this, that back in their day when they started, that it was probably even harder for the first year boys to walk through the doors and be accepted. I suppose nowadays there's a big emphasis on making everyone feel welcome. And some of the stories I've heard about those boys when they first started, I'd just sit there and think, gee, I'm happy that wasn't me. Yeah, it's just the way things happen have changed a bit. Yeah, definitely the club makes it very easy for you to, one, move across the other side of the country and two, just to fit in. So I'm very grateful for that. You mentioned that you missed your first pre-season with glandular fever. Would that mean that this year was your first proper full pre-season? Not having done many, obviously, growing up as well because you had a cricket. Is it correct of me saying that Geelong was your proper first pre-season and how hard was that and has it gotten easier? Yeah, so yeah, this year was, in terms of not missing out on any work, that was my first full pre-season. And bearing in mind, I had an elbow injury as well. So for the first half of that pre-season, I wasn't doing any of the contact stuff with the boys or any of that sort of stuff. So I'd even say up until this point that I haven't done my first full proper one being at full health. So fingers crossed that it's this year and I can have a good one and hopefully get back to playing my best footy. Well, you've started already, so hopefully you can bulk up and keep going. So you mentioned the elbow injury and then you only played a few games this year and had a shoulder injury. How are you travelling now? How is the body? Yeah, good. I mean, it took a little while for my elbow to come around and and that was expected. It was a pretty nasty injury to have happened to someone. I suppose there's not many blokes in the AFL that do elbow injuries. Um, And yeah, I suppose that's all part of me being this little skinny kid that needs to put a bit of size on and get a bit stronger. And yeah, I mean, that took a while to get over. And my shoulder wasn't too bad. I think I was back playing three weeks on the dot. So I avoided surgery there. And at the moment, I'm feeling really good and the body's feeling really good. Are you someone who deals well with, you know, being on the sidelines and being in rehab? How do you mentally get through that? Yeah, I suppose I probably wouldn't say I've had a hard run. It's probably been a bit of my own doing. My first year, like like you said, I did my elbow and I played all every game up until then that I was available for and I missed the whole final series. And then this year, hurt my shoulder, then a bit of things that happened around my form and it didn't allow me to get back into the side this year as well, which made me watch another whole final series and watch my side pretty much going to the grand final. Then I mean, sitting out and watching now, what is it, about six or seven finals games that I quite easily could have been playing in doesn't sit well with me and I'm trying to make sure that will never happen again. I really want to play a final and hopefully win a flag. You touched on it there. There's been a tough internal competition for spots. You have struggled to make it back into the top 22. So what is your plan now for next season to kind of cement that position? Well, I just look at it pretty simply and just think, that, well, I need to get better. I need to be better than the blokes in front of me and it's probably taking me too long to realise that and open my eyes up to that and in terms of just waiting for a spot to open up and me to get presented with it, I'm sort of the opinion now, and I had a little chat with Joel Selwood before I left Gold Coast and came home and we had a little chat and I just am of the opinion now that i just got to make a spot for me, make an opening and don't sit back and simple as that, I've just got to get it better than the blokes that are playing in front of me. But you played a variety of positions in 2019 season. So you played, you know, including being a rebound defender at times. 
what position would you like to see yourself in next season? Yeah, I mean, I obviously, like that, I played a few positions and I do feel like I'm best suited to playing a rebound defending role. But, I mean, it's whatever the team needs. At the end of the day, I'll be happy just to be playing. So I suppose that's my challenge is to be able to keep playing as many roles as I can to the best of my ability. It allows me to get, have a good chance of playing as many games as I can next year. So have you spoken to the club already about where your goal is and what position you're going to try and aim for in round one? Yeah, there's obviously things in place and we've had small conversations. There's been no massive conversations yet about any of that sort of stuff. Bearing in mind, it's a long time away, round one. So, yeah, I'm just of the opinion that I'll try and get myself in the best possible condition I can be in to come back and have a good pre-season. I mean, you can't win a spot in November and December for round one. It's sort of just setting yourself up for a big January to try and get yourself in the side around then. So that's my goal at the moment. Are you sick and tired of your boring old surfboard? Are you maybe wanting to take it to the next level? Well, you need surf paints. That's right. These are paint pens that you can use to decorate, paint and draw on your surfboard. A local Esperance surfer a few years ago started this little business and it's the perfect thing if you're trying to add character to your boards, make it something of your own. Now, I'm no professional surfer. To be honest, I can't even stand up. But I really enjoyed getting these colored markers, giving it a go and drawing some cool art designs on my board. These pens work on anything from soft top boards to fiberglass boards. And while the focus is surfing, it can be applied to wood glass and ceramic surfaces. And today, as Surf Paints are offering all my listeners a 10% off your first purchase with them. So go to the website, Surf Paints, chuck in the code left of field. Get creative. In the off-season, you've been linked to potential moves back home, including with Frio. How close did those conversations get? Were you enticed to maybe think about moving here? Yeah, there's been a lot of speculation about it. And yeah, I've had I've had a lot of people ask me this question and it's sort of one that I'm, I'll have to answer pretty carefully in terms of how I tell people about it because, look, in terms of me now this year, it had nothing to do with me wanting to go home or anything or anything like that. I just wanted to play footy and I probably didn't go the best way about it at, at times. We had some conversations and then, yeah, I think everything just got blown out of proportion a little bit. So I was never really considering move home at all. Does that mean that you were just looking where you could play the most games and you saw that Geelong would be the best fit for you moving into the next season? Yeah, obviously, yeah, that's something i got to look at. It, But also I, um, I spoke with mum and dad and my manager as well. And not in terms of I didn't want to be gifted games as well, so... I did want to learn the lesson of having to earn a spot and play good footy to get into the side. And also an element of it was looking at who are the blokes around me and the leaders I've I've got around me at the club who can help me through and teach me things along the way. So, yeah, in terms of that, I think staying in Geelong was probably the best possible decision for me. And like I said before, I'd never really considered the move home anyway. You've got a pretty impressive group of players around you. You mentioned Dangerfield, Selwood, Ablett. Who has really had an impact on your career so far? I'd say the biggest one to have an impact on me so far has been Joel. I get along with Joel very, very well. And he's almost like a big brother to me in terms of how he takes time out of 
his life and out of his footy to come and help me and some of the other younger boys. So, And that's probably why he's a captain of the club is because he's an outstanding leader. and He does things like that off his own bat that he doesn't have to do, but he, he does to come and help the young boys anyway. Any advice that he's given you? He's given me plenty of, of advice. Some's been pretty personal just between me and him and probably one that I would share is just, just told me that he pretty much wants me to come in next year and just take other people's spots and force my way in. He said, don't sit back sort of stuff. And he's full of good advice, but some of it's a little bit personal that I'd probably prefer not to share. Now, it's great that you have a good relationship with him as a great player and a great bloke. So hopefully, you know, it helps your career. The second year blues, is that a myth? Jaden Stevenson had it. Did you feel like you suffered from it? And why do you think that players drop off in their second year? Probably got to be a little bit careful how I answer this as well. But I think, yeah, I think it is a bit of a myth. And it's just something that someone from the outside says and puts on you. And genuinely, a lot of stuff that goes on inside the four walls of the club that a lot of people don't know about and like to make judgments and think they know what's going on when they don't. So I'd probably, yeah, put it down to saying it can happen, but I think it's a bit of a myth, a bit of a myth to call it the second year blues when you don't really know the circumstances of why someone's not in the side or something like that. Yeah, it's all down to each individual, I guess. You're a very fast player. Obviously, speed is one of your key attributes. Uh, you actually won the sprint this year, so congratulations. Um, and you mentioned you're back training. What are your expectations at the gym? Are you trying to bulk up and be strong, but how do you do that without losing your pace? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I'm, we're pretty lucky we have strength and conditioning coaches at the club and uh, a dietitian that helps with meal plans around eating around gym times and training times and that sort of stuff so yeah and then the program I've obviously been put together is gym pretty much every day of the week at the moment and it obviously ties in with the the dietitian and the meal plan she's given me so I'll try to follow that to a T the best I can and obviously the, the running side of things is the strength and conditioning guys give me a running program that is a mix of probably high speed conditioning and then a mix of sort of long range to mid range aerobic running. Yeah, great. And have you seen improvements? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's obviously a bit of a grind with the the gym stuff. Some people find it a lot easier than other people and I'm probably one of those people that finds it a little bit harder to put size on in terms of the gym and that. So it's something I've got to work really hard at and really focus on and I feel like so far I've done that and uh, I want to keep doing that. So you've played a lot of cricket and AFL now. If you had to choose between an Ashes hat trick and a Norm Smith medal, which one would you choose? Yeah, um, well, I reckon if I could choose between one, I'd probably pick the Norm Smith because, I mean, if you get the Norm Smith, generally your side wins the grand final. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, I'd probably go with that one just purely on the fact that we've won a grand final and you've ended up with the Norm Smith. But, yeah, I'd probably go with that, I reckon. And speaking about grand finals, do you see Geelong being again in the grand final next season, potentially winning? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've got the side to do it again, that's for sure. Yeah, it's just going to be up to us now whether we can keep working hard and improve one more, go all the way next year. Probably exciting times ahead, I reckon. Fingers crossed. Now, who is Jordan Clark away from the footy field? What else do you like to do? And are you studying? How are you keeping busy? No, I don't study. I I tend to just, yeah, lay low. I'm helping out coaching cricket in Geelong at a Geelong college. Um, 
to that. I've been haven't been there much at this year, obviously, given the COVID situation and that sort of stuff. But outside of footy, I mean, I have a puppy now that keeps me busy, and I like to hang out with my mates away from the club, and also just pretty much make it up as I go along. I do a bit of everything. I someone offered me a game of tennis, I'd play tennis. If it was golf, I'd go and play golf, sort of sort of thing. So yeah, I'm sort of one down to just do anything and try new things. Is cricket coaching something you'd like to pursue after AFL? I mean, you've got a long career ahead of you, you've just started, but is that something that you'd always like to keep up? Yeah, I mean, obviously if I if it came to that, but hopefully at the moment I've got a few more years left in the AFL <laughs> and then I can make my decision up in a couple of years. Yeah, and what kind of puppy did you get? I've got a border collie. <gasps> Cute. What's, his, what's he or her name? Uh, her name is Nala. Beautiful. I like to ask everyone who comes on the podcast a motto that they like to live life by. What's some words that you take into each day and keep you motivated? This one probably comes from my dad. Dad always says to me, or always used to say to me, as a young bloke, that you don't get rewarded for sitting back. So in terms of he, he sort of means just go and do it yourself, go and get it. Whether it be a game of footy and you want to go and get the ball because no one's giving it to you sort of thing. I remember I came home once. I said, oh, he wouldn't give me the ball. And Dad said, well, you don't get rewarded for sitting back. Go and get it yourself next time. Sort of something that he's always just said to us as young kids, me and my brothers. And that's probably one that stuck with me probably the whole way and the one that comes off the top of my head straight away. Yeah, that's great. Well, hope we'll see you playing a lot of footy next season. When are you heading back over to Melbourne and joining the team? At the moment, it's a bit up in the air. I'm not too sure. It just all depends on the, the border scenario with WA letting Victorians back in. So if I go back for Chrissy, I might not get back for Chrissy given the quarantine circumstances. So, yeah, it's sort of up in the air at the moment. Well, good luck in your off-season. Good luck bulking up. Eat a lot of food, get thank to the you. gym, <laughs> and I will hopefully see a lot of you next year. But thank you no for worries. making the time to chat to us. No worries, thank you. Thanks again to Jordan, and thank you again to you for getting through another episode of the Left of Field podcast. Please give me feedback, let me know who you'd like me to interview. I'm really having fun choosing some different athletes from a variety of sports, but if there's anything out there that you'd really love to learn about, any person, any sport, please don't be afraid to reach out and send me a message. Otherwise, I'll be back in your ears again next week. So thank you and have a great week. Goodbye.